0: well welcome back to the in the know on the go podcast this week i'm very excited to be sitting down with david Gohinky and chatting about the latest which is quite alarming dj this farmer mental health report which was commissioned uh, by norco and the nff looking at the mental health and well-being of australian farmers and well i think like as i as i read the report there's parts of me which get that there are these challenges associated with all the natural disasters and everything else which has happened. But we've also been having some really good seasons. So from a farm profitability perspective, um, it's it's quite like contrasting. But I do want to start off, DJ, and just check in. How are you going, mate? I know you're an Aussie farmer. How are you doing?
1: Uh, look, uh, I'm probably in the fortunate position where we've had a decent season and we've didn't really get touched up by any of the natural disasters that were going around directly. Once again, we're also probably, well, I'm probably in a good good space because I've got uh, been able to assemble a reasonable team around me. Um, hasn't always been that way. But uh, yeah it's your it's your friends, your mates, your the way you've structured your business and then also probably just that confidence to talk about how you're feeling with um, your closest people to you is a real part that helps your resilience and also work through any of those um, little questions and niggles you've got so uh, for me yeah I, I guess um, somebody who has, like a lot of farmers and a lot of people within this industry faced a tough time here, here and now, but um, now and again, I should probably say actually, but uh, yeah, have, assembling that team and recognizing that you need to talk about things has definitely held me in good stead. Noting that once again, um, some people up and down that East coast of Australia have probably uh, seen both ends of the the drought and the flood and everything in between. And uh yeah, full credit to those uh,
0: to those people who are able to put those boots on every morning and get on with it. So let's start off this this piece of work um, between Norco and the NFF. What was the purpose behind the project?
1: It's a really good question. Look, there's been a lot of individual um, efforts, especially in uh, local and, and regional locations, to deal with mental health. But um, teaming with Norco, who's a um, cooperative. In uh, in the dairy industry, that um, they came to us essentially saying, "Look, we've seen a few things. Uh, would you be interested in in partnering and taking it nationally?" And we, we jumped at the opportunity, noting that this isn't um, necessarily about one industry, one location. We wanted to go as far and wide as we could, and we ended up capturing about a bit over thirteen hundred farmers across uh, multiple industries throughout Australia. And um, it's been really rich data. Um, Unfortunately, out of that data, it's very confronting. Um, There's a lot of issues still going on in, in, in many industries. But with that baseline data, it now gives us confidence to talk about issues that we intrinsically know are out there, but didn't have the empirical evidence to say, actually, there's some sectors out there that are hurting right at the moment. There's a really... Um, even spreading the demographic of people who are feeling these emotions and and seeking help, but then also there's gaps in the help that's currently there. And, and from all that information, that's basing some of our policy about what we want to do both at state and federal levels.
0: And I think that's something we'll try and get to in terms of, like, what are the outcomes from it? But let's talk to some of, let's say, yeah, the the stats and the challenges ahead. So I think one thing which is absolutely blowing my mind, and I need to work out where the stat comes from, because it's not part of the report, but so it's either a lifeline or something. I'll include it in the show notes, but for every suicide that is successful, there's 30 attempts for it. In this report, it was showing that one farmer in Australia is dying every 10 days, but that means based off those statistics, there's actually three attempts every day, which is insane.
1: It is, um, in some respects, uh, a real indictment on our industry. The fact that we've got that much stress and agony out there. But then also it's that silence about what these numbers are. And the one thing about this report I kept thinking to myself and have spoken to many people is we can't afford to become numb to these numbers. These numbers are communities, families and individuals. And um, that one person, that one life, that one number is more than too much. And that's why we're very keen to have these discussions, to break down, first of all, that stigma around calling out for help. But then secondly, when you are asking for help, that you're actually able to get it in a timely manner and through the avenue or pathway that actually suits you. Because in agriculture, it's that isolation, it's that um, stoic um, stereotype, and that, that resilience that I guess we need to, to break down a little bit to say, it's okay to say you, you need some help or you have got need to lean on your friends a little bit. But then also when you, when you take that confidence and that step forward, what's there? What's, what's the net that grabs you? In that scenario and I guess the other part in those stats in that same um, set of stats all that really grabs me is um that uh, there's twice the number of suicides in in the the age group in the sector than in our urban counterparts which is extremely alarming um, and it's something that as as uh, as a industry we need to both talk about let 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 it be known lift the lift that rock and let the light shine on it but then um as you started this conversation too early actually ask the important questions from the people that that are close to us
0: and i think like for you i'm sure we'll talk about these support networks but the other part which i started to wonder and this is the hypothetical in me but a lot of these farms are also workplaces so it's not just the the farm owners that are included in this Farmers are also workers and employees of businesses. So the statistics there as well, like it's it's not just a let's say a farm business challenge. This is actually a, a workplace health and safety challenge as well, about creating safe uh, workplaces from a psychological piece as well.
1: well. Absolutely. And and when we dive down a little bit more into that, it's how people perceived agriculture, how people um, talk about their agricultural production and and um, the feelings of not being appreciated in, in uh, across the board in in many sectors. But you're quite right. When we talk about farming, we talk about agriculture. We talk about everybody's is involved in the 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 production, the 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 supply chain essentially that brings your food and fibre from from the the land um, to to the place of sale, and. Uh, The the part that interests me in the conversation is that most people can probably handle one knock, but it's when you get multiple knocks or when you've got two or three things going on at once that it can drain you to the extent where that that support network you need to lean on. But the fact that we're seeing a lot more events happening, the fact that we're seeing people um, struggling with multiple issues um, is also concerning and, and how they how they adapt to do that and um, how they can get support to do that is is
0: the real question. I feel like I'm a, a reporter asking questions, but I'm just asking from a real point of curiosity here, DJ, because this, I guess, the acceleration and, and the changing climate, the experts are saying that we're going to see more natural disasters and, I guess, ferocity, of them not even a word um the ferociousness of the, the natural disasters as well so it is something that needs to be talked about and addressed doesn't it in quite a big forum
1: Oh, well, and and that is absolutely important in the business sense making sure that we've got resilience built in the business giving us opportunities to put fat on in the good years and then have mechanisms to um, ride out some more of the tougher years, um, and then also when we talk about natural disasters, the immediate relief, and um, we've, we've seen it in in bushfires and in floods that um, outside agencies, and that's been the Australian Defence Force probably more so than than had been in the past, called in to, to get people back on their feet quicker. But the part about agriculture and the part about farming itself is in many situations this is multi-generational and it's taken a long time to build up, the assets, the infrastructure, and when that's been um, taken out away from you or, or um, uh, destroyed, it's not necessarily the fact you've got to, you can replace it. It's the fact that um, there's a part of you that's it has been taken away and it even comes down to the things like farm crime. Um, it's not necessarily the fact that there's a money number there. It's the fact that's taken um, some blood, sweat and tears off of you that really affects farming and um and the intensity or the um, the frequency of these is quite right once once again we saw um, multiple years of drought to only be replaced by a decent season and then um, uh, one of the biggest floods we've seen for for a very long time and the 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 amount of um, effort that that's taken for farmers to get back on their feet in those scenarios has been immense
0: and I think like the part, well, as you kind of touch on there, it was there's all these different factors which it's nearly a, we'll say if it's farm crime, it's an assault of the individual because it's like you actually are doing this to me, and it it it's this part of farming and what makes the sector so special is this huge passion that people have and that it's everything to them, but also too I think what's coming out of these stats is it's this, and I and I think of the work of like the Simon Cynics of the world and the Ben Crows tying your being so closely to what it is you do can actually be detrimental. And that's some of the stuff which I think as I read it, I start to look at there's things which are in in your control, but then there's also lots of these factors that are out of your control and tying your happiness to the often what are some of these factors that are out of your control is I guess, and this is a psychology far beyond anything I know, but just when I look at it, um, yeah, there's there's lots of these pieces where it's, it's like well actually these are the conversations we really need to have as part of the sector because yeah determining your happiness off things that are completely out of control is debilitating for so many people as the stats show um as
1: one of the more modern poets once said it's uh yeah, you've just got to shake it off and um yeah it's that can be very hard when you are so intrinsically involved with your daily fruits of your daily labor. And um, that is passion beyond um, any sporting endeavors or hobbies that you've got. So to be able to to just say, um, well, it is what it is. uh, It's not hard. It's very hard not to take that personally that, um, that you've worked so hard for very little reward, but, when you come back then to the mental health and the sectors that are um, facing probably the more urgent attention, and we've seen it more probably the irrigation sectors that had drought, no water, not no ability to grow crops. When they have got the ability to grow crops, that they've been taken away by the floods once again. Um, once this is more of an east coast scenario, it is a, a hard, hard thing as a as an enterprise, as a farm who depends on cash flow to um, have all those inputs go in and then um, have what was potentially starting out to be a good season turn into a, a, um, a, a horrid season because you've, you've just had to face a whole different set of scenarios that um, you would have probably thought two years earlier would have been you would have easily exchanged before, but now you're in the middle of a, of a different um, scenario that is bashing both you and your business around to to a a degree where it doesn't matter how early you wake up how long you work you can't change that scenario but that's where we we see a lot of the self-harm coming into agriculture is the fact that people don't um don't look after themselves they they then slip into um scenarios where they try to work their way out of problems they just keep their head down they don't talk about the problems they don't Talk to their friends, their, their loved ones, their, then then the business can suffer if they're not talking to their banks. If they're not being proactive in managing um, the the risks and the decisions that they have to make.
0: And I think that like what you're kind of saying there too. There's no silver bullet as part of this. It is a everything from how much sleep you get to your fitness to who you're chatting to, what your team is around you for it. There's no. It's a mix of everything to help farmers and farm businesses move move forward and progress
1: Uh, absolutely and that's where um i guess being able to call it out in in yourself you know if you're feeling a bit off and you're feeling like you need need to take a break or or have that extra um conversation but it is very hard and I, i speak from a personal perspective in this scenario it's very hard when you get your head down bum up trying to trying to work your way out of a problem that sometimes the thing that you should be doing is um actually uh, just taking a break catching your breath and uh, realizing that there might be a different way to skin this cat or the fact that you've just you've just got to um, face the reality that uh, this one you might have to let go or you might have to change the scenario because it doesn't matter how hard you're working or how hard
0: you're fighting um,
1: there's things bigger than you that uh, that are out there
0: so to Use you as the case study here. Like when you found yourself in those situations, what did what did you actually end up doing, and what helped you out? Oh, well, so
1: for me personally, it was once again understanding that uh, you need that support network. So having that conversation with some really close neighbours who, who, in many circumstances, are your friends in agriculture, and be bold enough to have that conversation with those tight knit people, and um, then doing something about it. There's a lot of musing and a lot of uh, uh, admiring of problems sometimes, and it's great to talk about the problem, but it doesn't solve it unless you take some positive steps. And for me, it was definitely sleeping better, eating a bit better, and um, and and having a chat to the bank, having a chat to to the different um, agronomists and and just saying, right, we what we're doing at the moment. Um, what else? What are the other options? And can we can we change how and what we do? And there's in life, there's a lot more people out there that uh, are actually wanting you to succeed than not. And what's in your head is probably limiting um, yourself in many, many aspects of life. And when you realize that too, that um, we self-regulate or or we, when we have anxiety, it's about things that we um, probably don't need to as much. And it's easier to say, but hard to understand when you're in those scenarios and, um, I've had mates also go through very similar circumstances where um, the forest and the trees get a bit too mixed. So having an ability to circuit break or just catch yourself is really important, and that's what
0: helped me. And so at a national level, what is it the NFF are looking to do from this? So for us, first of all, you've got to acknowledge
1: the great work of the agencies that are out there. There's some really... um, Good, good individuals, good um, organisations that uh, are doing their darndest out there. But the reality is we're seeing people who, and the evidence from the statistics are um, was one in seven aren't able to get access to um, uh, resources when they require them. So more has to be done to, first of all, coordinate and get a landscape lens of what's out there. But then also when gaps are identified and when those natural disasters occur, that we fill them as quickly as possible and get boots on the ground to, to the regions that need it. And the other part that I guess is interesting in this conversation is we've got intrinsic issues in regional areas that need to be addressed. And one of those is the rural doctor shortage. So when people do go to the GP or make an appointment to go to the GP, they, they shouldn't have to wait for six weeks to go to go see the doctor. And that's just to get the referral to actually get help. So when you get to the stage of asking for help, you shouldn't have to wait for it. And so um, what are the different scenarios? What are the different solutions to fixing that is what we're pondering. We're not saying that we are the font of all knowledge. We're just coming there with some good baseline data that we want to both uh, influence policy to change, but then also in a few years' time, to go back and say, okay, what have we done in policy and has that made any difference? And give ourselves a bit bit of a scorecard on have we been focusing in the right areas? Because at the moment, um, there's a lot being done, but there's a huge gap that urgently needs to be filled.
0: For sure. For sure. Well, I think um... – there's not a whole lot else that I want to cover at my end. If there's anything else that you want to chat to,
1: for me, I guess um, anybody who isn't feeling like they're, they're normal selves or they're not happy with um, who the person they are, it starts with reaching out and not feeling any shame in in having a chat to your friends or just opening up a little bit because that first step is actually the biggest one. And once you've done that, once you can start having those conversations, people are out there that want to help you. So starting with that point, um, then the community and people um, around, around in our our, um, communities need to understand that um, the, the, the breaking down of the stigma of mental health starts with talking about it and talking about your own, Experiences and that gives people confidence then to, to voice theirs. So we need people to, um, in many ways, champion the the fact that um, help is not a, not a shameful thing to ask for. That um, there's plenty of plenty of good agencies and people operating out there, but. Um, it's not about just having a uh, beyond blue night at your putty club. It's actually people having genuine conversations. And that is when somebody asks you how you're going, like what you did all, it's not about saying, yeah, I'm good, thanks, mate. It's actually being honest and, and not accepting a bullshit answer to actually go, um, yeah, you said you're okay, but look, your clothes are a bit shabby and you've been late to miss the last three catch-ups. Something's going on, mate. Um, and, and, and just basically caring for people. Um, I don't think the formula is very difficult it's just really hard to get things in place and then once again that that services side of things that that's for me is the real scary part the fact that we've got to wait so
0: long or we can't
1: get the services when, when
0: they're required well DJ as always thank you so much for taking the time to chat through this I know it's something that you really care about and something which I think we will see the change and we know farmers are valued by Australians. They're some of the most trusted people. So we just need to get that message back out there. Um, But thank you for taking the time.
1: Anytime. Thanks, mate. Have a good one.